Hello and welcome to a new week of What's the Deal with Seinfeld with me, Chris Milner. Very lucky to be joined by my good friend and DC comedian, Landon Letzkus. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's are great. You good? I had your buddy on earlier. Lindsay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, Lindsay is, she's my, maybe my best buddy. Oh, really? I think so. Your girlfriend must be annoyed when you say that. Well, now <laughs> I have to address that, don't I? <laughs> I wish you hadn't said that. I hadn't thought about it in that way. <laughs> we're, everyone's, we're all good pals. We're all friends. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. You, you can have months to smooth that over. Fantastic. Um, so, <laughs> you were very excited to do this. I was. Why? I, I am. I still am. <laughs> Why? I, <laughs> Because uh, I, I was obsessed with Seinfeld. I watched it at the dinner table. Not the dinner table. The dinner table was just like the couch. We'd like eat dinner with my parents and we'd watch Seinfeld. Like for the maybe the tail end of the original run and then reruns like for years and years and years after. But I have not watched any Seinfeld in a very long time. So I'm excited to do this to like kind of like reconnect with who I was then. Why? What, what caused the... Uh break i don't know it's actually that's a, a good question and um i probably probably something i should have thought about before sitting here <laughs> and talking into this microphone but i hadn't addressed that because it's you know it's much easier not to think about decisions you've made in the past <laughs> well yeah speaking of decisions well no i i wanted to to address something that i blindly believed in the past and i never fact check anything i learn on this show which i realize i probably should do i take everyone's word for what they say above all it's probably because i figure why would they say it if they weren't sure uh. but for a lot of the time this is a subjective opinion podcast so a lot of the time i don't need to fact check anything but there was something a lie that i've purported in doing this which i do need to clear up which was when seinfeld was aired i I just asked you this question. It was uh, did you lie to me just moments ago? No. <laughs> that was true. Okay, so before this moment, Rob Hayes, I'm not calling Rob out because he knows a lot about Seinfeld, mistakenly told me that Seinfeld, before it was on Thursday nights, was earlier in the week and on a different night and ran against home improvement, all of which was correct except the night of the week. Right? The night of the week was Wednesday. I think I thought it was Tuesday or Monday. I can't remember. Um, originally Orig well no originally it was on Thursday right so this is where it's ridiculous originally it was on Thursday season one was on Wednesday was the first episode but then it was Thursday's episode two till five which is the rest of season one alright okay then for season two for the first four episodes it went back to Wednesday but for the last six episodes it was on Thursday season three it was on Wednesday the whole time, and season four it was on Wednesday the whole time until the episode that we are watching today. And this was the first time it moved to its famous time slot of when Cheers ended, that slot on Thursday night, right? Because before this episode, it, it took was the Cheers slot, and it took the Cheers. That's slot. a big deal. It's a big deal. That's a big deal for Seinfeld. I, when you were going through like the nights that Seinfeld was on, like all of the various days over the years, I feel like that's what people must be thinking when I start talking about airplanes or one of my weird hobbies that no one else gives a fuck about. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I just kind of glazed over and started nodding. For sure. And <laughs> as did I even saying it, right? <laughs> but I needed to clarify because I'm sure it's been annoying someone yeah. the whole time I've been just 
you know, spreading this Did lie. Did you know that Delta recently started another nonstop from Detroit to Shanghai? There you go. Using that the Airbus A350. That sounds it's actually more interesting. <laughs> it is. Than what I was saying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's good. Um, so well, that's a big deal because, I mean, Cheers was like, you know, a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, and the, you know the f most ironic thing? Even though it took Cheers' spot, Frasier, which was a Cheers spin-off, beat it for Outstanding Comedy Series in every Emmy nomination to come. Like, even even in its first year, Frasier? Frasier. Oh, man. I know. That's, how's that for your coffee and scrambled eggs? Well, nice for us. Right? Nice for us. <laughs> I love a Frasier ref. On, yeah. That's people that, people that listen to this know that my true passion <laughs> is actually Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> but this episode is called The Shoes. It aired on the 4th of February 1993 to a whopping audience in its new time slot of 26.9 million. I don't know if I was one of those 26.9 million yet. Well, how old were you in 93? In 93. In February of 93? Sure. I was seven. Okay. I was. How old were you? Uh, nine. Nine. You're that much older than me? Yeah. Wow. I always thought of you as an equal. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm wise. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, yeah, no, I don't think I would have been, I would not have been watching it at, um, oh, you're, you're lying, aren't you? What do you mean? Why are you looking at, my wife's looking at me saying I would have been eight. I was born in 1984. Let's not, let's not focus on the math. Right. So I would have been eight. We just don't want to propagate. Very nearly nine. Everyone's, at this point, we're all just concerned with not propagating any more misinformation. That's this, true. This podcast is already spread So enough. I think we should point out, <laughs> in the interest of fairness, my <laughs> wife is uh, uh, one year older than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really what, that's really what that was all about. <laughs> no, I love you. Uh, um, yeah, no, I definitely was not watching it on television uh, yet at the dinner table with my parents at that, at that point. I think it would have been like a year or two later when I was like solidly like eight or nine years old. Okay. Which is still seems young to be watching Seinfeld. Although, I don't know. Was it? Well, was that safe for someone of my age at that time? The uh, most uh, controversial episode apparently was the episode called The Contest. Of course. I'd, yeah. Which had already, had by this point, had already aired. Really? So, yeah. I probably caught that one in syndication years later then. I must have. Okay. Well, this one, as I said, is The Shoes. Uh, and in this one, Elaine can't seem to figure out why her shoes are a subject of conversation. Jerry and George pitch their pilot to NBC, but the deal is nearly jinxed when George takes a peek at the cleavage of the NBC president's daughter. Uh. <laughs> Yikes. Join you after us. And the credits are rolling. The timer has started on an episode that... <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> aged very well at all. No, not one fucking bit. Uh, My God. <laughs> very conveniently timed in the sense that the last few episodes we've been talking about this sort of stuff. But yeah, that, that, was, a that was, was uncomfortable. Uncomfortable to watch. Like very subject matter. Like struggling to think of a redeeming quality of that episode in its entirety. If you like good standalone bits like character work like little asides and like expressions like face work you know that are like that get a laugh yeah but jesus like the whole fucking premise i can court i can swear right yeah is that all right it's not going on the terrestrial radio no so <laughs> here's the thing right that i took issue with if you just one just one thing in the main <laughs> thing 
take the cleavage thing out of the equation. Okay. okay? So ogling cleavage or ogling women or looking at attractive women, take that out of the question entirely. We're not no one's saying that men don't do that. Okay? But why did that character have to be a 15-year-old girl? Why couldn't that have been yes. his, his like hot younger wife that's yes. of age? That that the episode would have they would have gotten to the exact same point at yes. the end. They would have gotten the exact same laugh if it was like exactly if it was his wife, if it was his because his wife has been in an episode before, and she was she's clearly like a younger woman that he, you know, he just sort of ch- traded in for a new sure. model. Could have very easily been that or woman again. Yeah, or we could have gone down, like, the sexist roads of, like, a secretary, or, like, not that that's, like, that's horribly inappropriate, like, just that, that whole power dynamic, right? But, like, anything would have been better than a th- his 15-year-old daughter? Yeah, regardless... Of the fact that it's Denise Richards, one of my greatest crushes ever. And apparently she was 22 in that scene. So even then, (laughs) you could have said, well, why wasn't she 22? Why wasn't she 18? Why wasn't she she 19? Anything, anything other... The explicit mention of her being 15 is like... Especially, just It's abhorrent. Because that changes the argument. Because in a way, it kind of says... It's kind of him arguing, oh, all men do this, talking about looking at hot women, but in the framework of, oh, I'm referencing a 15-year-old, kind of justifies his own, maybe, decisions in the past outside of Seinfeld. Which are, it's pretty fucking relevant. Was this before or after he had started dating, what's her name? Shoshana. Shoshana. She Uh, was, what, 17, right? She was 17. And he was 39? Thirty-six. Yeah. So had that's that's what I'm curious about. Had that already happened? Don't know. God. We can we can look it up. But just that that episode. Also, okay. Here's another thing. Is and this this is like probably exposing my huge naivete about the show. Uh, is that that's laugh track canned laughter added later by producers, right? Or is no. that actual laughter from the studio audience? Live studio audience. Fuck. Because that I mean. It all there wasn't even time, a though. smidgen. It's a different time. Different time. That's I mean, true. But then again, I still maintain that. You know that was still uh, there was never a point in American history in the nineties where it was more tolerable to sleep with fifteen-year-olds. Like that's still, <laughs> in you know, abhorrent as much as abhorrent then as it is as it is now. Right. So, just that it was so prominently displayed. I don't. I honestly can't understand why he would have done that other mm. than to justify his own actions. Exactly. And convenient that it was a 15-year-old undercutting his uh, his girlfriend's his age by two years. Yes, good point. Which is to say, oh, look at this thing I'm poking fun of, obviously. Because th- then you could also argue that maybe there's like, there is some subtext because there's like Elaine's voice of reason, right? Where they're like, what are you doing? She's 15. Like, Elaine says that verbatim. Yeah. And if but then we're George to but then like George also goes, 15, that's a fun age. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why is it a fun age? Why? Because they're at their most rebellious and annoyed with you, their parents. And right, yeah. We're, what is the subtext of that, whole, of that fucking line? The fun age. Unless you're talking about weird things. Right, unless you like grew up with like a, a, like in the carnival. <laughs> and then, but then Jerry goes, 
when she goes, she's 15, he goes, you don't consider age when it comes to cleavage. Which And that is, I think that was the worst line of the whole that's thing. That's the absolute most damning line of the entire Because thing. you take out cleavage and replace it with anything. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a called a crime. That's absolutely a crime. Yeah. Terrible. It's just like... You don't consider age when it comes to drinking alcohol, driving a car, smoking cigarettes. Yes, you do. You absolutely As you do. also do when it comes to having sex with grown men. <laughs> I'm I'm like a little bit in shock. I'm a little bit in shock. Because I'm, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> now, now like I'm going, now like this whole, that, that thing I said earlier about like, geez, was it too young at like nine or ten years old to like watch Seinfeld and get a <laughs> laugh? Because I'm sure like nine or ten year old me, first of all, nine or ten year old me would have totally ogled Denise Richards. Absolutely. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't know, and this is yeah, this is uh, this is probably a huge cop out, right? But when people say like, here's the thing: when people say like, oh, men were men were raised in a different time, so that's why they are the way they are. When I think of that, I I think of like, like gray-haired old fucking dudes, right, yeah. who grew up in like the '60s or the '70s, and for some reason, like I separate myself from like having grown up in a time when things were different, you know? Right. And I feel like for the entirety of my life, there was some, some which is again, naive and wrong, but like n- no episode, no nothing like this is like fucking rubbing that in my face where I'm like, Oh fuck. There was, there was like this. Uh, I think the only thing that transcends that timeline theory is uh, the entity of Hollywood. You know, yeah. as we can see, as 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 very recently as, well, whenever the most recent one is, you right. know, like yeah, whenever it seems it like that culture uh, is has been, you know, perpetuated in Hollywood since the get go and hasn't really stopped. Right. Um, maybe Jerry's a victim of that, of that, you know, upper ether fame where he thinks he's untouchable. Who knows? Do you think? What do you think? Like. Like, what do you think the writers' room conversations were like for this? Do you think, first of all, all I'm sure all men in the writers' room. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. And that not shocking at all. But like, do you think anyone there was like a single fucking dissenting a voice that was like, eh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> well, here's the thing though, they've kind of in the episode. There's the meta take on how they don't know how to write for women in the pilot they're trying to pitch. And in a way, that couldn't have been a more tone-deaf episode to address the idea of writing for women. Right. So, you know, I don't... uh, I guess the analogy he's trying to put together at the end is that, you know, men treat cleavage the same way as women treat shoes. And in that episode, Elaine is supposed to be going, you know, pretty crazy over the fact that her shoes are being talked about or not talked about. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's the same and thing. And then desperate to flaunt her cleavage for the approval of her two fucking yeah, male friends. I don't I don't know so, if okay. that was written by her. I don't know. Well, don't so that's and that's fast. First of all, I'd love to find out who wrote that particular episode. But also, you raise a very good point about like the meta aspect of it. Like let's let's like give our I'm going to give myself enough rope to hang myself with and and like try and give the benefit of the doubt here just as a thought exercise okay. like let's say that uh Jerry Seinfeld was like well I'm going to establish that I don't know how to write for women cuz the whole okay. show within a show thing right that's all about them it's all about what they're doing on the actual show Seinfeld so then they're trying to prove throughout the show then of like the joke is well obviously these guys don't know how to write for women and then you get like 
you know, Elaine's line at the end where it's like a, you know what I mean? Where it's like a bunch of men writing Elaine's. Now I'm thinking about like a bunch of men writing Elaine's lines and like, oh, these guys are really self-aware that it's a bunch of men writing Elaine's lines and that Elaine's lines are, of course, terrible. So then, of course, she's going to have like the desire to like show cleavage and then at the end suggest that she's in their show within a show doing the whole cleavage thing, which is still terrible and toned up episode to do it with. But even if that were the case, and even if you were to say, like, oh, no, this is really lofty. This is them, like, it's like an indictment upon, like, men writing for women. And they're trying to throw themselves under the bus. But then you're going to end it with that whole fucking stand-up bit about cleavage and shoes. Yeah. Men like cleavage. Like, no, it can't be. It just no. can't be. There's, it's indefensible. No. The only reason that anyone should be talking about Elaine's shoes is because that is where their eyes are being averted instead of the cleavage. They should be looking <laughs> down at the right. floor. Yeah. And the floor should be where Elaine's shoes are. And that's why her <laughs> shoes are getting talked about because yes. the men are making pains to avoid staring at whoever's cleavage, let alone supposedly 15-year-old Denise Richards. God. And God you know it. what? you know what annoys me as well about that? Jerry made an effort to get someone very hot who looked hot and had a woman's body and i you know if you put a 15 year old in there that hasn't developed an right, actual 15 an year actual old. child yeah right and then redo that scene it they're two creepy pedophiles sitting on a couch ogling a child yeah right so how terrible is that for like a for to to portray yeah that's a great point like to portray a 15 year old to have a 22 year old like a hot 22 year old actress model and say, oh no, this is what fifteen-year-olds look like. Yeah, this which is, is which this is, is then how like I see fifteen-year-olds. Right, is what Jerry is basically saying. And then, like the twenty, what the twenty-seven million viewers, or however many fucking yeah, people view that. Right, the most viewers, the most viewers that they've ever had up, the up to that point. Episode. They're all like, then there are people out there who are probably like, well, look, God, fifteen years old is much more grown up these. It's the nineties. Well, that's how Jerry got away with dating Shoshana is because he debuted <laughs> this episode to <laughs> the most people possible. I want to know, can we? When did they get together? I need to know the date of this episode in relation to when he started dating that 17-year-old. Okay, that's well, the date of the crazy. episode is February the 4th, 1993. Okay, February right. 4th, 1993. February 4th, 1993. I'm going to hold that in my mind. Man, this is... You know, this, and I'm in my mind right now, I'm comparing... Because right now, at present, I'm watching, I'm going through uh, most of Star Trek The Next Generation which ran almost concurrently to Seinfeld for the entirety of the run. And that fucking stands up, you know? Like, there's certainly, like... Oh, you've got a look on your face. They dated for approximately four years. Right, from starting, from starting. From 1993 <laughs> to 1997. Fucking the least shocking thing you could have told me. Yeah. Yikes. Okay, well, now I want to know, like, months and dates. I'm sure we could research that Well, later. it doesn't matter because, I mean... It, it, you know, it doesn't matter when in 1993. It was not like that episode changed Jerry's mind as to <laughs> dating <you laughs> right. know, underage girls. Well, because it's certainly, I bet there was no, I mean, there was, I bet there was no backlash. Certainly wasn't any backlash. Well, no. I mean, it's Teflon. So, you know, I don't know. Absolutely Teflon. Yeah, that sucks. Man, um, there is, uh, I wonder, uh, I challenge the entirety of the series of Seinfeld uh, to, 
like I, I wonder if there's any episode out there that could have made me feel more uncomfortable given what's going on in the world right right now. Yeah. And I'm um, sure there's there's a bunch of shows you could probably fucking do this with too. Right. I mean uh, Seinfeld in general has aged very well. Some episodes have aged even better than one would have thought. The one that I always bring up is the limo. Um, because of the fact that it's about white nationalism. Right. Um, and it just looks very, given what's been going on in America over the last year or so. And that as well. You know, like the... Um, I, I don't even know how to categorize what that episode represented. It shouldn't really be the shoes. It should right. be... I well, and I guess, like, from... Like, I was expecting... You know, uh, uh, as I look back at, like, most of the shows and movies that I enjoyed in my childhood... I recognize that, like, at the very least, there is, like, subtle misogyny, subtle sexism, more, more often than not, way more than subtle, right? Overt. Right. But, like, you couldn't have gone more over the top than this episode. Like, this even, like, even if I expected there to be, like, overt misogyny and sexism, which was certainly present and still exists and still is present in Hollywood and television. But, like, holy fuck, I'm, like, I'm still in awe of this episode. It's strange because it seemed like they were making a point how they didn't understand, like you said, how to write for women. But at the same time, making a point that they definitely understood what the boundaries were for being able to, you know, check out women or girls or get with girls or be sexually attracted to girls. It was like, at no point other than when Elaine mentioned her age, which then Jerry countered with, you don't consider age when it comes to cleavage. <laughs> Every point he made was, there's no problem with this. There's no problem with this. Yeah. That's, this is what, it's ingrained in men to do this. And it's like, you're not, not really. It's kind of like the Kevin Spacey apology. Right. It's exactly the Kevin Spacey apology. Where it was almost like a, it was almost like, and didn't they even make a joke? There was like a biological line in there. Something about like that vaguely alluded to like evolutionary desire yeah. and how it didn't fucking matter. We haven't even talked about uh, fucking Kramer. God, Kramer. It's so hard to look at Michael Richards. Just <laughs> if you're at full stop, I'm yeah. sure a million of your guests have said that. But like uh, when he's describing how he kissed What's her name? How he just grabbed He's just like, I walked her. her. I snubbed her. I, you know what this whole thing was like? Here's what that whole subplot was like. It was like a, uh, what are they called? A fucking pickup artist guidebook. Oh, I negging, was... Like negging. Have you heard of that thing? Yeah, Where they're like, What I was going to say is, it was, it's kind of like a, an, a human resources video on how not to <laughs> yes. handle sexual harassment yeah, exactly. in the workplace. You know? Yeah. Like, if instead of uh, doing Seinfeld, all of these people had just become, like, essentially, like, stock photography, like, yeah. uh, very bland, like, corporate video actors, then that would be perfect. Do you have an answer? Our producer's been looking into dates. Oh, yeah. Um, what? what? May, May of 93. That's May. when they started dating, was in May of 93. Okay, so that's the span of six, what, six months later? No. Less. Three months. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it was already, maybe... I wonder when they first met. But remember, though, when... Oh, yeah, they would have filmed the, the episode the week before it aired. Right. Interesting. Dear me. Man. I just... I'm, like, in my mind, like, part but of... But you know what that is? Jesus. You know what that is? What's it's that? It's exactly like the story that what Kevin Spacey was going to have happen in the last season of House of Cards. What was he going to have He happen? was going to have an affair with a 19-year-old boy. 
<laughs> he wrote it in to the script. Yeah. Right. Yikes. That's true. That's, That's true. Thing. Yeah, I was not friends with the cinematographer. Right, and he's an executive producer, so he would have done script suggestions, and you know, yeah. So th that's kind of like Seinfeld's. Uh, that's it. So man, that's interesting because, oh God, and there's so many. This is so like I've heard uh, this argument where it's like, you know, because all it's coming out that these people have done these terrible things, these ab abhorrent things. And then you have a whole other group of people, both in comedy and outside of comedy, who are like, well, just look at this episode or this movie or this, and then it's clear, of course. Mm -hmm. Those were the breadcrumbs leading you to this final conclusion, which part of me thinks, like, well, that's dangerous because then that's, yeah, like that's limiting that's art, terrible. right? That's yeah. terrible. Um, but then on the other side of that, sometimes it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yes. It's too right on the nose yeah. uh, for that not to have had some like connection to your terrible and disgusting behavior. Fuck. Yeah. And I mean, it still boils down to often the being able to differentiate between the, the art and the artist, you know, and yeah. even knowing, you know, what happened to Michael Richards, you can still enjoy Kramer, you know. Even knowing that Jerry dated a seventeen-year-old girl, people still enjoy Seinfeld. Yeah, you know, Kevin Spacey, unfortunately, has been in some wonderful movies that are still wonderful movies. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Then but again, you know, right. I mean, but it's going it's forward, you can't go back. Your memory of those movies can remain wonderful, but try watching those movies again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Try watching those television shows again. Also, this is reminding me, this is very interesting. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm hesitant to talk about like uh, something too contemporary or too specific, but Seinfeld was on the Stephen Colbert show. Did you watch this episode of the Stephen Colbert show? No, I didn't. Watch Seinfeld it. was on the Stephen Colbert show, and uh, he was asked a very pointed question by Stephen Colbert. He was asked about Bill Cosby, and uh, that question came up. Can you separate the art from the artist? And Seinfeld said, yes, you can. Very matter-of-factly, very unequivocally said, yes, you can. Then there was a commercial break. And after the commercial break, when they came back, immediately readdressed it, and Jerry had said, you know what? No, my opinion has changed. That's not the case. You really can't separate those things, can you? Wow. And I found that very interesting, just the way that that all – maybe that's like a little too conspiratorial. I don't think it is. Uh, but I feel like you can just picture like someone coming out being like – don't you fucking <laughs> like Jerry? Uh, I think I think the level of privacy that he's managed to maintain throughout thirty years, forty years, um, always begs questions. You know, because I always understand. Yeah, I understand people when you get to a level of celebrity needing your privacy and wanting to protect your family and everything, etc. But occasionally you'll be like, "Well, what's he doing in there?" Right. You know. What's he building? Yeah, that Tom what's Waits he, song. Yeah, what's, what's he, he building? What's in he there? hiding? What's <laughs> he know? got in there? Um, <laughs> and you know, normally you wouldn't ask those questions of someone, but then stuff like that happens, right? You know, like that episode, and well. then what would happen a couple of months later? Yeah, we can't be the only ones that were watching that then, hearing him dating this girl a couple of weeks later, and not going. Huh. Well, that's a bit weird. Yeah, that's a bit weird. 
And then all of a sudden, it's just separated from what we know about that whole dating situation later. You could argue like, well, different time, very poor taste, uh, you know, bad, bad joke, bad premise. Uh, but I don't know. Then you then you start providing context based on what you know to be like historically and factually true, and then you start then you start asking those questions of yourself. And that's, I don't know. It's maybe. And and why not? Why not? like it's probably good for us as a society to be a little more curious about those things now. Just g- given, <laughs> I don't know, given the short straw that women have fucking drawn for for all of time, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I think really upset me about the episode is because up until this point, Elaine has been, and I mentioned this literally in I think it was the last one of the last two episodes. Elaine has been a strong female character yeah. hasn't been like you know like we were talking about the hacky secretary or the mom or someone that's t- the fun ruiner she's been a good strong female character and i feel like right, that episode right, did right. a lot to undoing a lot of the assumptions that i'd made up until this point about how seinfeld writes for women and how he writes looking at a female perspective and that's what's so strange because i had uh, you know like i said i hadn't i haven't watched seinfeld in years and years right but i used to watch it all the time and my memory in retrospect was that elaine was this strong female character you know and that she was a badass and she didn't take shit from these fucking these idiots that she was around all the time and that episode seemed strangely antithetical to that yeah it seemed Uh, like it was almost like someone like they were, tr- like you said, they were trying to almost make fun of the fact that they didn't know how to write for women. Because it's like, oh, well, what's her concern going to be? Shoes. Right. The fact that she's not represented in well, a pilot. Yeah. And bitching about the fact that it's not about her. The fact that people are talking, but they're not talking about her. And cleavage and wanting to be sexy. It's right. like. Well, and then, yeah. And then I guess like the only part of me that's sympathetic to any of that at all is like as someone who does, you know, I mean, I do satire. That's my, that's my comedy job. Right. right. So the problem, the, like the my the my l- biggest fucking fear, what I'm terrified of is that if the satire missed the mark, then you miss big. You right. know, like if you're trying to s- to satirize something, especially if it's a hot button topic or a really important topic, and you fuck it up, then you sound horrible, right. and you've just become part of the thing that you hate. Yeah. So like my like my only sympathy for that episode is like maybe that's the case. Well, but, but it's just so hard to think that that's the case. It is, and the flip side to what you was well, not the flip side. The additional point to the end to that is satire depends on the context, right? Right, and the context is very important. The context of that episode to me is Jerry dating the seventeen-year-old three months after it coming out. Yeah. For me, the context of that episode is what happened. And so for me, it makes that episode hard to watch. Hard to watch, yeah. And unfortunately, that's all the time we've got. Wow. That was, I'm glad I got to join you for such an uplifting episode. All right, I know. <laughs> Fuck. Well, Landon will continue to join us on Thursday, and uh, hopefully, we'll have a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you.